0: Welcome to the Kinetic Enterprise, Built to Evolve, presented by Deloitte. Your host for the program is Bonnie D. Graham. This program will set up your business for the future with topics centered on the four pillars of the Kinetic Enterprise. We'll focus on case studies and best practices designed to move you to the next level. Now, here is Bonnie D. Graham.
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome. We have a great topic for you today. Let's see what the buzz on the street is. I have a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson back in 1844 in a speech to the Mercantile Library Association in Boston, Massachusetts. 175 years later, it's still well said. Let me read it. Money is of no value, it cannot spend itself. All depends on the skill of the spender. Aha, so we are going to be talking about spend management today. Let me give you a little more background before I introduce my three experts. When it comes to spend management, organizations like those in our listening audience around the world, organizations often struggle with, oh, you know, siloed departmental practices. Come on, you probably have some fragmented data, lack of transparency, and tough-to-execute policies. Anybody guilty as charged, you probably have some of those going on, hopefully not too many. For procurement executives, the situation can lead to less than optimal processes and frustrated users. So today we're going to talk about how intelligent spend management, and if you like abbreviations, that's ISM, intelligent spend management capabilities, cloud technologies, and a modern digital core can help your company reduce technical debt, unleash human potential, and drive new levels of efficiency. And as I like to say, who doesn't want all of that? I have three experts on today, Sanjeev Mukherjee. We have Dharani Atluri, and Indrajit Rao Chowdhury. They're going to talk about the results companies they work with are seeing as they address disruption head-on, reimagine spend management, that's really our topic, and enable built-to-evolve kinetic enterprise capabilities for the procurement function so our topic today the kinetic enterprise intelligence spend management as the gentleman said at the opening I'm Bonnie D. Graham, producer and host and I'm very happy to be here let me give my three panelists an opportunity to briefly tell us about themselves Sanji Mukherjee please introduce yourself take about a minute and a half and tell everybody what you do and what this topic means to you Sanji
2: Good morning, Bonnie. Uh, thank you. Uh, my name is uh, Sanjee Musaji I'm a managing director in uh, Deloitte Consulting's Enterprise Operations uh, Supply Chain and SAP practice. Um, I lead the SAP Ariba practice uh, for the firm. And um, I've been um, intrigued and uh, I've been practicing supply chain and procurement uh, for the last uh, close to 20 years now. And um, this subject, uh, specifically kinetic procurement and intelligent spend management, is, uh, uh, had caught my eyes. The reason is very simple, that the pro- what we do today will not be done tomorrow. Because if the same thing is done tomorrow, businesses will not last. So uh, we have this concept of, uh, uh, you know, build to last, to build to evolve. And that's the whole foundation of uh, kinetic procurement. What it means is uh, basically systems, uh, you know, should be uh, developed in such a way that it adapts to the business model of the future. Thank you very much. And uh, uh, next to the person.
1: Thank you very much, Sanji. Very well said. I love the way you said that. Darani at Lurie, welcome. And Darani, please tell us who you are, what you do, and what does this topic mean to you?
3: Thank you, Bonnie. Um, thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. I'm a manager in the Deloitte's uh, SAP supply chain practice. I serve clients in the retail, wholesale distribution industry, specifically in the source to pay space. Um, and I have over nine years of experience uh, building cloud based process technology. Um, where I find meaning and purpose doing this is uh, creating simple and intuitive user experiences, which um, are becoming easier and easier with how. Digital technology has evolved in the past few years.
1: So it's a very exciting time to be doing this. Thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate that. And now let's move one more seat around the table to Indrajeet Roy Chowdhury. Indrajeet, please introduce yourself and what does this topic mean to you?
4: Good morning, Bonnie. I'm okay. very excited to be here. Um, as I, as you said, uh, my name is Indrajeet. I work uh, in the Deloitte SAP Supply Chain Practice. Um, I work uh, with multiple clients basically dealing with all these uh, interesting and emerging issues in the supply chain area. Uh, I'm very passionate about intelligence spend management and tomorrow's supply chain management on the foundation of Kinetic Enterprise. Uh, what it means is basically as we become more collaborative in nature, uh, we need to really focus on building a clean ERP, which can act as a foundation for a lot of other interdependent systems and processes to connect and talk seamlessly. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. You're all very articulate, very savvy, and I'm very, very excited to have you on the show. We have to do a shout out, people behind the scenes who put this together. A quick shout out to Malia Aguilar, to Carla Neal Slavin, and to Helen Thomas. Thank you for sponsoring and putting this together. So let's talk to my panelists now. I've asked each of them to send me a quote, not specifically on our topic. We're going to briefly find out what each quote means to them in terms of its relationship to our topic. Sanjeev has sent me a quote from Um, The one and only Albert Einstein, and this was from an interview conducted in 1929. uh, Sanjeev, I have to tell you, there was a whole lore of quotes by supposedly by Albert Einstein that were never his, and this happens to be a real Einstein quote. Uh, Einstein, if anybody doesn't know who he is, 1879 to 1955, German-born theoretical physicist, developed the theory of relativity, the most famous famous formula in the world is his E equals mc squared mass energy equivalence, and he, got, he received the 1921 Nobel Prize in Physics. So here's the quote Sanjeev has selected from Einstein. Imagination is more important than knowledge. Why don't you briefly tell us how this relates to our topic, Sanjeev?
2: Yeah, thanks, Bonnie.
1: Uh,
2: I have been a fan of Albert Einstein since I was a child, so I picked up the original quote. Um, the, um, the imagination is more important than knowledge. If you, if you think of this, uh, very deeply that whatever knowledge we have, that, uh, prevails and that does good to what we have today. But if we have to do things for the future, if you have to reimagine the future and do businesses in a different way, in a more efficient way, um, the thinking needs to change. And that exactly applies to procurement and uh, supply chain. So if you think of our subject today, kinetic procurement and Mm -hmm. uh, reimagining that will reshape how procurement will be in the future. So that's how, that's why I picked up this quote.
1: Thank you very much. I'm impressed that you were embracing the teachings of Einstein as a child. I I think you probably had a very educational childhood. Thank you very much, Sanjeev. Great quote, and I love it when it's really an Einstein quote, so I appreciate that. Now, let's move around to you, and you sent us a quote from Bill Gates. Anybody doesn't know Bill Gates, impossible. William Henry Gates III, born in 1955. I'm allowed to call him a young man. He's an American business magnate, software developer, investor, and philanthropist, best known as the co-founder of Microsoft Corporation. Let's just leave it there. And here is the quote. As we look ahead into the next century, leaders will be those who empower others. Durrani, please tell us, how does this relate to kinetic span management?
3: Hey, Bonnie. This quote is, like, very personally meaningful to me, Um it sounds somewhat abstract, right, um, but at the same time, people are at the center of everything we do, whether in business or um, out, outside personally, um, everywhere in everything we do. Uh, putting putting uh, people ahead of, at the top of our mind, um, thinking about what, what truly delivers the best experience... Uh, Mm -hmm. And that really is the foundation of leadership uh, to me in terms of kinetic procurement. um, So we've seen that um, in the last decade or so, um, procurement has shifted from largely operational or transactional in nature to be more and more strategic, and that's just going to get bigger. Um, So it's important to empower our sourcing procurement teams Um, managers uh, and their teams to have the freedom to think uh, creatively, innovate internally,
1: uh, and I think that's going to bring tremendous value to organizations. Thank you very much. And you know, Durrani, everything does come back to people. It doesn't matter how many systems you have in place. It doesn't matter what structures and processes. It still comes down to the people. It's not down to the robots yet, but down to the people. So I very much appreciated your choice of quote. Thank you so much. Indrajeet, let's move around to you. And Indrajeet has sent us a quote from J.R. Simplot, S I M P L O T. I'd never heard of him. John Richard, known as Jack or J.R. Simplot, 1909 to 2008, was an American entrepreneur and businessman, known as the founder of the J.R. Simplot Company a Boise, Idaho-based agricultural supplier specializing in potato products. In 2007, he was estimated to be the 89th richest person in the U.S. at a mere $3.6 billion. When he died at age 99 in 2008, he was the oldest billionaire on the Forbes 400. Indrajeet, it's about time I knew his name. Here is the quote, It takes nothing to dream but everything not to. Ooh, Indrajeet, tell me about that, please.
4: Excellent, Manit. Uh, thank you for letting us know that you know him. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. so uh, you know what? I mean, I am intrigued by this particular quote, and it kind of resonated with me. What we really think at the core is we are limited by the power of our dreams. You know, it's, it's incredible to see how a food and agricultural company has harnessed technology, uh, to, to realize its optimum potential. Kind of, it, it really helps me to visualize how the procurement department uh, of tomorrow can use this, this technology to become more kinetic, meaning rapidly evolve to change from a traditional cost focused area to a more uh, value driven organization.
1: Thank you very much. Very, very interesting, all three of you. I appreciate the quotes. So let me go around the table now, and guess what? We're going to just launch headlong very quickly into the roundtable. I want to thank all three of you for sending me such interesting discussion statements here. Sanjeev, let's kick this off with the first point you sent me, and it actually is a question that is very, very important. How can the procurement function adapt to the new reality of Industry 4.0, or Industry 4.0, as some people say? And you're quoting here some information in the the 2016 book from World Economic Forum founder and executive Klaus Schwab, who explored the topic. Customer expectations are shifting, products are being enhanced by data, and new partnerships are being formed. Sanjeev, why don't you expand this for us, please?
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, uh, Bonnie, this is and this is a very fascinating topic. The reason why this is fascinating is this: this world, uh, this world called Industry Four did not exist a few years back. Um, so, when when this um, uh, started showing up in articles and publications, uh, you know, I started reading about it. So, um, it, it, Industry Four is nothing but it's a combination of digital and physical technologies, um, and and uh, it is very important when we say, what does that mean? That what will uh, the 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 connection between digital and physical technology uh, do to business, do to procurement, do to supply chain? So think of uh, areas like artificial intelligence, Internet of Things, uh, you know, additive manufacturing, robotics, cloud computing, and so on and so forth. A few years back, uh, these things were, um, uh, you know, Merely words, and and it was evolving. Now, if you look at what is happening, uh, you have AI and cloud and Internet of Things and uh, and um, uh, robotics. These things everywhere. So uh, the uh, these technologies in itself um, is no good unless it is applied to the business. So um, the the whole procurement of the future is going to be fundamentally sh- different and shifting than uh, procurement in the past and that is exactly w- uh, why i think that the, the kinetic procurement or intelligent spend management will be will be very different today if you think of uh, what what procurement does somebody has a user has a need and then it goes to the to the buyer and the buyer uh, gets the material or the service from the from the best supplier and then the supplier submits, a, uh, delivers the material or renders the service, and then the vendor gets paid. Um, it's pretty vanilla. In tomorrow's mm-hmm. scenario, leveraging technology, leveraging AI, leveraging uh, the, the Internet of Things, you can really collect, connect with the ecosystem around you. And what it does is it, it influences more, uh, it, it brings in more knowledge to the ecosystem and once there is more knowledge to the ecosystem there is more transparency there is more efficiency there is less cost and and more uh, importantly there is more collaboration between buyers suppliers and the overall ecosystem which is extremely valuable to the function of procurement otherwise uh, you know if you think of uh, today's siloed function the user mm-hmm. is there who's creating his need, and then you have the buyer, the buyers who's creating purchase orders. It's going to fundamentally and radically shift uh, with the uh, leveraging these technologies of the future. So the um, uh, the 4.0 industrial revolution. Uh, you know, the, uh, it basically is when um, uh, Klaus Schwab mentioned this, the customer expectations are shifting, and why the customer is who is the customer of procurement the customer of procurement is the broader organization the broader organization cannot accept the old ways of uh, doing procurement the the products are uh, being enhanced by data which means that every product uh, is no longer a product in its silo it, it has information around it think of an alexa think of uh, you know the, the the google homes of the world and the how does an enterprise uh, platform like sap uh, you know, can connect in the broader ecosystem to provide a better uh, uh, procurement and a supply chain solution. And the last and the most important thing is the, 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 the partnerships being formed. See, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the beauty of this whole model is the, 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 there is collaboration between different technology firms to provide value to the ecosystem. And when I say ecosystem, it is not just the buyer. So procurement was always linked to be a function of the buyer, but procurement tomorrow is not only a a, a function of the buyer; it is also about the supplier; it is also about the consumer, um, and and that's why the the partnership which is being formed by different companies, um, and, and which which allows for more collaboration, transparency of data, consuming of the information, which 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 essentially leads to um, you know operating models that. Uh, in In yesterday, we had this group of uh, commodity managers and strategic uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, sourcing people tomorrow with the with the with the knowledge a lot of people in the organization can be strategic sourcing so it it may or may not be a centralized function maybe a federated function so so those are the uh, ways in which the 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 fourth industrial revolution will fundamentally shift how uh, procurement of the future will work.
1: Thank you, Sanjeev. Great information. Dharani, please chime in. Love to know your thoughts on what Sanjeev just shared with us.
3: Sure. As I was listening to what Sanjeev was saying, something critical, right? Um, doesn't matter how many technologies we have or how many of these um, that we think about, it doesn't matter if it doesn't have business applicability. Um, that's super interesting because I always like to. So, um, what question? What What is the real question here? Is what problem are you solving, right? Um, and Sanji referred to the ecosystems where you know it's not just a buyer function; it's beyond that. It's it's everybody who's involved in the procurement process, um, from the supplier to uh, accounts payable consumer uh, to the to the consumer so all of that plays into how we think cohesively about end-to-end how we're making sure that everything is working seamlessly and delivering the most value at each of those interaction points um i think that's um that's a
1: really interesting observation Thank you very much. Good addition to what Sanjeev just said, Indrajit. You're up. Tell us what do you think about this topic, please. What's your take?
4: Sure, Bonnie.
1: Yeah, something interesting
4: that came up from Sanjeev's discussion earlier was that you know this is the thing. Like the procurement the, the uh, of tomorrow would be more collaborative in nature. You know, we will have. Partnerships built around uh, between the, the buying function and the supplier team, as well as the consumers. You know that would that would really really require a lot of collaboration, seamless information of data, okay, and real time application uh, of decisions. So, so couple of things. If you if you look at the future, right? So. Traditional supply chains are going to change, change to a huge um, extent, I would say. The time to market is going to be extremely fast in the future. So we need to build that exclusive ecosystem of, of, you know, of apps and alliances to ensure that the, the need is uh, met at a, at, a, at a fast and timely fashion.
1: Thank you very much. Good conversation there. Sanjeev, anything you want to add before I move on to a statement from Dharani's list?
2: No, bunny, I, I, I think all of us uh, made some valuable inputs to this procurement uh, with uh, uh, fourth industrial revolution.
1: Thank you very much. Dharani, I have an interesting statement here, number three, that you sent me. I'd like to talk about this. You say every transformation is a workforce transformation. Often decisions are made purely based on technology factors, not considering the workforce capabilities. This is very important to We always try to turn these tech conversations around to the people involved, as I said earlier. Can you please expand the statement for us? And then I'll invite Indrajeet and Sajim to come in with their own thought leadership point of view. Go ahead to Yeah. I-, I
3: love this line of thinking, Bonnie. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so simple, right? Uh, but often we don't even think about that when we think, okay, how we, we have all these legacy processes. Um, we got to go through core modernization or, you know, we need to build these machine learning algorithms or RPA to automate some of the stuff. So all of that stuff is great, right? Um, you're building your capabilities and modernizing your technology. However, um, we don't put this put the angle of how ready is my workforce to that thought um, assessing org readiness and understanding how this truly impacts every single person in my organization that it touches
1: mm-hmm.
3: that's that's something that um should truly be at the forefront of any of the decisions, so we're making we're making these decisions from the standpoint of the user experience, and how, what problems in our employees' day-to-day lives is this solving? How is this helping them do their job better? Is this giving them freedom from routine and repeat tasks? Is it freeing up their uh, bandwidth to um, interact more with, let's say, suppliers, for example, um, and solve disputes uh, and delivering that kind of value to the organization, and, um, Truly, the way I look at it is the internal employees or the internal customers, so to speak, are are the customers, right? Um, So what kind of lens is put on customer experience? I -hmm. feel we should take that and put the same kind of lens when we think of spend management and how procurement impacts our people um, in a similar fashion.
1: Thank you very much. Great, great observations. Thank you, Durrani. Let's move around the table. Indrajit, please chime in on what Durrani brought to light. It's a very important topic. Go ahead, Indrajeet. Sure, Durrani. So, yes, I mean, the, the org element
4: for every transformation project is the heart and soul of everything. And I completely agree with what Durrani what was saying, actually, earlier. So I think the key challenge would be to how do we build the operating model based on those transformations, based on those technological enablers that we are doing. Because unless people are using the system uh, in the right way, they are, they are really taking the benefit out of it, that that realization of that benefit is not, not going to be really fructified. So so it's it's really important to, you know, build that right set of talent and ensure that they understand w- what are the levers that we are trying to pull to get that optimization and, and how do we align our workforce to, to maximize the benefit. I think these are, these are very important stuff.
1: Thank you very much. Sanjeev, love to have you join this part of the conversation. What's your thought?
2: Absolutely, Vani. So um, I'll give a very specific example. In, mm-hmm. in the past, uh, procurement transformations and, and implementation of technologies in the procurement space, it was like a, a project team is there. It is implementing a technology, and, and there will be some training sessions, and uh, you know, you are, you're almost like uh, forced to do a thing. Uh, fast forward to uh, what will happen in the future. The the em, the employee engagement, and when I say employee, it's a, it's a broad term. So it means buyers, it mm-hmm. means requesters, it means uh, you know people who sure. are processing invoices. It also includes uh, uh, you know, uh, frankly, the suppliers, the, the people who are involved in the ecosystem. How does how does the technology help? Um, that person to do the job better, and and if uh, the 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 kinetic procurement the procurement of the future the the overall spend management uh, cannot solve that problem cannot make life easier uh, in the future, uh, then uh, you know the the implementation of technology is is questionable. So we always call this uh, that it's a tech it's a business led technology transformation and it's a very important word so for uh, example for any uh, you know SAP and SAP Ariba related uh, transformations which we do uh, we always come with uh, a process design first and when I say process design I don't mean just the system part of it that how is it going to change the workforce of the future how will it make people's life better what will they do uh, differently which will, uh, you know, produce better outcomes. So those are the things which needs to be thought when you think of, um, you know, how a, a, a procurement transformation, uh, you know, changes, uh, uh, includes the workforce transformation, if you will.
1: Thank you very much. Dharani, really good conversation around the table. Anything you would like to add before I move to some notes from Indrajeet? Darani?
3: I think amazing um, comments, um, really, really interesting, right, that if the people don't truly adopt the system, it it's not going to serve the purpose or the investment that was made by the organization
1: into that technology. So, no. So, Thank you very much. Comments. And by the way, Indrajeet, I'm looking at your notes. I just want to add something that's interesting. You say clunky and complex user experience drives down adoption. Let me just go around the table quickly. Haven't we all been in places at some point in our career where there was a clunky and complex user experience in terms of being an employee, being a staff member, even being a manager, where it was hard to adopt some new technology? Sanjeev, has this happened to you?
2: Oh, it happens to me even now. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: um, I, yes yes, so if you if you think of uh, uh, you know how many times it has happened that when you are interacting with a technology to to not for the technology but to do certain things for for your outcome, if maybe you are buying something for yourself or you're buying something for the organization or or you're doing a project if you will how many times it has happened that uh, cognitively uh, somebody has gone back and thought that oh i wish it could have been there just pause for a moment and think about that it, yep. it has happened to everybody right it is and that is exactly what um, you know we are talking about here it might sound a little philosophical but if you if you broaden the horizon of technology if you make this Infinite and you know if you take the time scale out of this the the point which we are trying to make here is that the the technology should not be a barrier should not be uh, a barrier for the outcome of the process and and that's uh exactly what you know the the philosophy of this whole um, thing is around user experience the user experience is user experience because the The, the right outcome, the most efficient outcome will be, can be provided by the system only Mm -hmm. when these barriers are removed, which is the foundation of genetic procurement.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You're very, very honest. We call that being authentic, Sanjeev. Durani, have you ever worked in a, in any kind of a, an organization, a team, a place where it was clunky technology and user adoption was, do I really have to do this? How can I get my job done? Durani? it's reality check time. Talk to me, please.
3: It truly is reality, Bonnie. <laughs> Oftentimes, we over-engineer stuff, right? Uh, when we're thinking about, okay, how do I make this the best um, possible, for example, workflow, let me put it simply, and I'm going to cover all the scenarios, everything that's important to every single person uh, for this workflow to go through, I'm going to put that in the system. The result is we end up overcomplicating it, uh, and we don't think of it from the standpoint of, all right, in reality, when someone goes in to, let's say there's a, there's a purchase order um, that needs to... Um, go out the door today. uh, And our over-engineered workflow, it takes two days at a minimum to have everyone go in and go through that process, even if it is just routine, right? It's not something that needs the people who are in the process. It doesn't probably need their attention all the time, right? And it's just a... It's, it's repetitive and routine where it's not adding much value, uh, so we see that all the time. Um, a pretty good example, for example, oh, when we have invoice processing in the AP function. Uh, the invoice varies from what was actually received, so the system throws up a whole bunch of messages and somebody in the AP function needs to go chase these down. Um, oftentimes, these are probably not big. Uh, and probably not, um, you know, required for a person to go in and disposition them every time, and simplifying that or even using a machine learning algorithm to say, okay, 80% of the time a person says that this is fine, approves it, right? Um, And that frees up 80% of the person's time. So Mm -hmm. isn't that uh, giving giving back time to the employees? Um and increasing their productivity, better job satisfaction, so all of that stuff, so uh, I think that's that's important.
1: Thank you very much. good points, Indraji joined the party here. Have you ever been in a place where they said we're going to get new this new that new systems, new processes, new applications, and the result was what talk to me what are you what have, what's your experience <laughs>
4: yeah I completely agree with that i mean it
1: is like very very prevalent even in
4: today's day and age uh, i think if you go to the root of the problem so sometimes i mean oftentimes actually we use a very myopic point of view mm-hmm. to to design a solution so a particular process uh it could be you know uh, how do we collaborate with their suppliers. How do you do an RFP process? Sometimes it's, it's designed based on a very specific set of suppliers or a categories in mind, as an example. What happens is when you try to scale up, try to involve more people, more suppliers, more systems in the picture, you end up creating a, 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 a very complex user interface which tries to map all these different needs and requirements ending up a very frustrated user. So, kinetic Enterprise in its in its simple term like means dynamic. You know, how can it build a platform which we which we can use to adapt to these changes by by keeping the core very clean. Mm-hmm. And, and make those developments at the edges to make sure that the user experience overall
1: is, is extremely satisfactory. That should be the goal of the future designs. It certainly should be. You're all speaking the, the truth, and you're you're speaking to talking to the choir. We all know that. Thank you very much, Indrajeet, I'm going to keep you uh, front and center here for a moment. I'm looking at your notes, and you sent some really interesting information. As did, your, as did your co-panelists. I want to talk about data right now. Uh, you talk about how kinetic enterprises can achieve the requirements of IS. M, that's Intelligence Spend Management and you say manage data across multiple sources. A kinetic enterprise can access data from any source without really moving the data into an internal system. This sounds like magic to me. Indrajee, can you please expand this for about two minutes and then we'll ask Sanjeev and Durrani to chime in and add value to the conversation. Go ahead, Indrajee.
4: Sure. So as we, as we are... Moving around, you know, there is a tremendous explosion in the data world. Like the whole digitization concept, basically, you know, we have now the capabilities to basically store uh, and and you know acquire data in in hundreds of terabytes. So the idea is that if you try to if you if you try to build a system to to take all these data in like data from your social media, data from your external systems, internal systems, and try to store them in one place, it's not really a, a right or cost-effective solution. The, the right solution or the right architecture would be to try to keep the data in its own place, wherever they are. It could be data from your, from your Twitter feed or from your, any other places, but try to kind of, kind of aggregate the data and make sure that you can you are able to combine that data at the right time to, make, to ensure that you take meaningful decision out of that. Once we can achieve that, taking decisions and, and getting really the getting the benefit out of that technology will be exponential.
1: Thank you very much. Let's go around the table. Sanjeev, please join us. Interesting thoughts shared here by Indraji. Go ahead, Sanjeev.
2: Yeah, so I'll I'll start by saying the, um, you know, data for any function and and for this particular topic, procurement, is the heart and soul of doing the thing in the right way. You can have the best of technologies and Mm -hmm. artificial intelligence and machine learning and all that, but if the data is not right, uh, you will not be able to make the right decision. And if you don't make the right decision, you will arrive at the same business outcome, which was achieved 20 years back.
0: Mm.
2: Now, something, something has emerged uh, beautifully and very differently, if you will, um, related to data. In specifically in the procurement function, procurement was always seen as, as an insider function. that uh, you know, It's a set of employees who are doing certain things to buy and fulfill the need of the organization. Uh, in the last few years and this is where you know everything comes together the industry the 4.0 and and the uh, advent of technologies the, the the data is no longer uh, an asset um, of an individual you you have data from outside so for example mm-hmm. in a uh, for procurement uh, when somebody is um, doing a, you know a procurement function is trying to buy things the the availability of uh, of the product data, the availability of supplier data, to the, the 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 means to collaborate with the suppliers, the means to collaborate with the ecosystem, is just phenomenal, and that is what this uh, kinetic enterprise, uh, the, this kinetic procurement and the intelligent spend management is all about. That how can I uh, remove the barriers of the organization and collaborate with the larger, organ- you know, the broader world seamlessly to provide a better uh, uh, procurement function of the future. So so it's very, very important that data does not have any boundaries, if you will. Uh, and And when I say boundaries, that means that data is sent and received in the same way and it is perceived in the same way by whoever the consumer is for the procurement function.
1: Thank you very much, Sanjeev. And now let's go to Dharani. Join us, please. Thoughts about data, 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 the right data, in the right place, at the right time. What do you think?
3: Yeah, I want to zoom in for a second on um, available data. I think what we talked about um, that Sanjeev alluded to is that available data. A lot of this data... Previously, or even right now, a lot of of organizations have this challenge that some of the data is unavailable to Mm -hmm. digital solutions. So if you think of it, I'm sure there are several sourcing teams dealing with filing cabinets of thousands of contracts in like a hard copy form. Um, Different spend data is all over the place on pieces of paper you know, people walked up to a store and you know got a handwritten quote, quote stuff like that. Um, how how do we make this data available in the technology for it to build meaningful insights? Right. It's making it's, and with some of the new technologies, for example, um, OCR for for you know contract ingestion. And building it into the digital form, that's that improving those inputs, improving those data inputs. It's the key uh, to unlocking that decision-making capability, where you can have confidence um, that you know you've looked at your entire um, data set, and you have the right insights to for the decisions that you are able to make, and those are actionable.
1: Thank you very much. Indrajeet, this was a great topic going around the table. Anything you would like to add?
4: I think that that, that point, you know, going back to, you know, uh, having the right set of tools and understanding in place uh, so that you can, how do you acquire or how do you kind of, you know, access that vast amount of data across the value chain, comprising of buying departments, the suppliers, the consumers, and, and overall in, in the, in the commodity world or what other suppliers are doing. You know, once you can kind of process that data and, and take that meaningful uh, outcome of it, that, that is going to be a game-changer.
1: Thank you very much. I'm going around. We have a few more minutes. And panelists, in case you didn't notice, we didn't take a break halfway through because the flow of the conversation is so good. And you all have so much to say. I didn't want to break and interrupt that momentum. So we didn't take a break. So you're, you're my champions by going through all the way live for 57 minutes. And I, I appreciate that. Uh, Sanjeeb, I'm looking at your notes here. I think we have time to cover one more topic before we go into our predictions round. At the end. You say organizations should embrace the kinetic enterprise. And I love the three things you say: think big, smart, start small. Act fast and, of course, be smart, which I misspoke is probably part of that too. You say, think big, maintain a culture of innovation. That's often a challenge we know. Start small. Pick one or two solutions to start your digital journey. And number three, act fast. Rapidly validate the selection through a quick result and market the success to build momentum behind the journey. Sanjeev, can you expand on this just for a couple minutes and then we'll get Darani and Indrajit to chime in and then we'll go to our predictions. Go ahead, Sanjeev.
2: Yeah, no, thank you, Bunny. So I think um, all of this is, is um, you know, what we are talking about is very important, but it is important to choose where to start. And this is very unlike uh, an ERP transformation where you are changing, uh, you know, the foundation. Uh, it is extremely important. I cannot emphasize this more. It is extremely important to have the broader picture in mind, but start with something which is meaningful. And that is why I keep saying that it a is uh, business-led, technology-enabled, uh, which means that, uh, that whatever I'm trying to do needs to have a-, a value which is delivered, a value to the procurement function. And at the same time, there needs to be a macro view that whatever I'm doing small and meaningful should have a future path. So, for example, in kinetic procurement, what we do in, uh, you know, intelligence spend management area, what we do is we pick up an area of um, an issue, an issue which is impacting revenue, which is impacting efficiency, which is impacting cost, and and have a conversation with uh, the CFOs uh, um, and have a conversation with the CPOs and the CIOs. That, you know... any organization will have hundreds of issues. But what are the most meaningful issues which needs to be tackled? And how can technology help solve the problem? And and, and on all this, we apply this concept of boundless thinking. The boundless thinking means that you have what you have today in the technology uh, space. But if you leverage uh, technology, how can it help produce better outcome to, to uh, make sure that Whatever you started with, the starting small, it is, it is meaningful for the entire digital journey.
1: Thank you very much. Durani, please chime in. Very good words of wisdom. Good guidance here from Sanjeev. What do you think?
3: Yeah, we, so we can't ever stop transforming, right? That's, that's pretty well established at this point. Um, so having uh, organizations be adaptable always be agile and iterative with that ambition and vision always in mind so that you're incrementally building your capabilities and you're working towards the goal, um, but you know that you're always being moving. You're always, you're always being kinetic and dynamic in keeping up or even keep going beyond that and staying ahead of disruption. And I think that's the right mindset um, to to think about how you how procurement organizations are going to be um, sustainable
1: and uh, keep keep pace with growth. Thank you very much. Let's go to Indrajeet. please join us. Thoughts?
4: Yes. So, so I think that's the the, the beauty of these new technologies, which can work as an enabler is that they are they're really like no, not that not that expensive or time-consuming to implement. So that's the best part. You know, if you take one particular area, Sanjeev was as Sanjeev was saying, uh, you know, take one pain point and understand, you know, how much if we solve that pain point and how much of an impact it could be to the organization. And then so take that particular area, and with today's, we have this cloud-enabled hyperscalers that if we can use that and we can slowly increment and scale to that level to give that, you know, tremendous benefit at, at, a, at a pretty short period of time and at a, at a pretty low investment. You know, that, that's the beauty that these technologies offer us these days. So... We should really take advantage of it. Start small, you know, start in a small area and then scale it rapidly.
1: Thank you very much. Great conversation around the table, Sanjeev. That was excellent. Sanjeev, I'm going back to you. I can give you each about 60 to 90 seconds. Let's keep it tight. Where do you think intelligence spend management will be? Sanjeev, can we go out to 2025 or do you want to make it more near term? I'll let you decide where you predict. Go ahead, Sanjeev. Please look into the future and tell us what you see.
2: 2050. How about that? Whoa! Whoa! whoa, whoa.
1: You're a, you're a real gambler uh, there. Go ahead. <laughs> um, no, so this is uh,
2: this is um, this is a very interesting question, right? Uh, nobody can can predict the future, but here is uh, you know something which which will probably um, jive by everyone. The the it's very clear uh, that the influence of technology has. Has a tremendous impact on the business function. The, uh, the uh, let's take a very simple example. Uh, those of you who have got uh, the voice-enabled devices, uh, as in the Alexa or the Google Home, mm-hmm. ten years ten years back, did anybody think that I can say, "Hey Alexa, buy me groceries," and an Amazon Fresh truck comes to your home and del- delivers, uh, you know, uh, uh, vegetables? I mean, isn't this just no. stunning?
1: Yes, so, very well put. So, very
2: well put. <laughs> m- m- yeah, I mean, just think about this. That and and this is a classic buying function, right? That I'm I uh, need something for home. I just say something to a machine, and machine does. Just think about the number of functions involved in this activity. It is not about technology. It is about I'm 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 saying something. A machine is listening. The machine is placing an order to a physical uh, store. The store is connecting with the supplier. The supplier is coming with a truck and delivering the, uh, you know, the, the, the grocery or whatever I need at home. Isn't this just absolutely magnificent? So just extrapolate this for, you know, whatever number of years you, you might want. The, the intelligent spend management, the kinetic procurement of the future, might actually be able to think what you want. And I'm not exaggerating this. There are, there are, there are technologies which, you know, now, uh, if you look at classic organizations, uh, you know, who have uh, lagging technologies, somebody enters a purchase requisition and somebody enters a purchase order and finds out who's the right supplier and blah, 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 right? In the future, the function to the, to the you know, it all comes back to the user. The the technology mm-hmm. will enable and empower the user to do the function so seamlessly that people can use that t- extra time to do more strategic insights. Uh, machines can never replace humans, but I think uh, the, fo- the, the future of kinetic procurement is extremely bright.
1: Thank you very much. I have to tell you, we're going to be very quick on predictions from Durrani and Indrajeet, but I just saw on Twitter there is a new futuristic wristband, Sanjeeb, where you can flick your wrist and you can control a robot or a drone. Even kids can use it. It's so easy to use. It's called interesting engineering. Wow. Okay, Durrani, I've got about 45 seconds, oh, 50 seconds if you go fast for your prediction. That was an oxymoron. Short, fast. Go ahead. Go ahead, Durrani.
3: Sure, Bonnie. I'll make this quick. Um, completely agree with um, Sanjeev. There's like 20 billion connected devices in the world today, so uh, I, I definitely agree with that. Uh, looking at it from a different angle as well, so I think sustainability is going to be big. Um, we are already seeing it, how important it is for people to have complete transparency in the supply chain. Uh, people want to understand where the product is coming from, you know, how ethical is the product. So personally, to me, that's very important as well. So I think that's going to be huge uh, for procurement professionals in the future. And even today, starting today, uh, to think about how, you know, sustainable um, products, sustainable supply chains um, make a difference.
1: Thank you very much, Indrajit. I have just barely fifty seconds for you. Please go predict.
4: <laughs> sure. I, I, my take on on the future of intelligence and management is that, um, you know, uh, apart from what Sanjeev and Dharni has said, I think the the supply chain is going to be shorter. Mm-hmm. The manufacturing bases are going to move closer to the consumer base. It'll be very very. The, the orders will be very, very limited or very, very restricted to very individual needs and wants, and that, will, that can be predicted itself. So, so if I like a particular type of a T-shirt or, or anything, that's exactly the system can predict and bring it to me within, within a few hours. I think that's where it is going right now. And and this is where our our future is going to be in terms and of this, procurement.
1: And this is exciting. Thank you, Sanjee Mukherjee, Darani Atluri, Indrajit Roy Choudhury. I'm so appreciative of your thought leadership, of your savvy, of your agility. I know you haven't done anything like this before, of going around the table and being so flexible, and your answers were wonderful, and all of the work you put into preparing for the show. I really appreciate it. Again, a shout-out to the Deloitte sponsor team, Malia Aguilar, Carla Neal-Slaven, and Helen Thomas. Thank you all. And a shout-out to engineer extraordinaire at World Talk Radio. My engineer, Aaron Keller, does a great job. I'm Bonnie D. Graham, signing off for another wonderful episode of the Deloitte deloitte kinetic enterprise podcast we'll be back next friday with another live episode have a great day bye bye
0: thank you for listening to the kinetic enterprise built to evolve presented by deloitte be sure to join host Bonnie D. Graham next Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Deloitte can help you reimagine everything in order to get the most out of your SAP investments and position your business for tomorrow's demands. Learn more at Deloitte.com SAP. This program is copyright Deloitte Development, LLC. All rights reserved.